Welcome to the Holistic Living Hub podcast. I'm your host, Laura. I'm a naturopath and founder of the Holistic Living Hub. I'm here to remind you that blooming into the most happy, healthy, high vibe version of yourself is the most important work you can do. Each week, I'll be filling your mind with gems of wisdom, sweet little reminders, and all things holistic living to help you come back home to yourself and start living your best life. Plus, I'm not afraid to have some unconventional conversations and challenge the mainstream narrative to help awaken you to new ways of thinking and being. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back. I'm pretty sure this is episode 10. So I'm finally at double digits. Woohoo for me. (laughs) I made it. So today I want to talk about supplements and if they work, whether or not you should even bother because I get asked about supplements a lot as I used to actually work in a supplement aisle in a pharmacy. Plus I also used to do a lot of consults in a wellness room in a pharmacy as well. So I'd see and talk to a lot of the general public and I know how confused people are about supplements, what they should take, what they can actually do, all of that. And I've seen many problems in people outsourcing supplements to, you know, fix everything for them. So firstly, I want to say that leads me to this. Supplements will not do all the heavy lifting for you. And I think that's really, really important to remember because I think people can think a supplement is better than diet and that they need it for some reason. Like I can't tell you how often people would come in and they would ask for a multivitamin just in case. But a multivitamin isn't as complex as a real whole food. It just can't replace it. Because I know a lot of people, they have like a, they know they have an unhealthy diet and they're not getting much variety and they're like, oh, I'll just take a multivitamin and it'll, you know, top me up, which is true to an extent, but it's not like, it's not that magic. Vitamins in a multivitamin, for example, are actually synthetically derived. So a lot of people think that they're getting something that's natural and that, you know, I'll just take this natural supplement and just give me myself a top up, but they don't actually know that it's man-made, it's synthetically derived, it's chemically made in a lab. So it's not just like a powdered whole food supplement in a capsule. Most multivitamins on the shelf are completely synthetically derived. So I think that is something that I just want to clarify for you as well, just straight off the bat. But In some cases, of course, supplements can help correct deficiency or in some cases, like there might be a medication that someone might be taking and it's depleting certain nutrients within their body or they're following a strict vegan diet and there are supplements that are usually required to offset that. So in certain cases, supplements can be supportive Though I don't recommend just taking a multivitamin just in case. You just need to eat more real food and supplement smart if you need to. So in that case, work with a naturopath or doctor, get tested in like whether you're deficient for certain things if you are thinking about taking something. Because I see so many people, they they take supplements long term and they end up they adding up and they've got like 20 supplements in their hand and they're taking them on the daily it is just insane and I used to be one of those people I used to be so supplement happy because I thought they were all natural and all of that but a lot of them I was just taking just in case and I wasn't focusing on real whole foods and 
all of that. So now my philosophy is nature knows better and I focus on real whole food. And then in certain stages of like, if I'm going through a really stressful period, for example, and I'm feeling a bit depleted, I might bring in supplemental support, but it's usually from real whole foods first, or it's really smart supplements for a specific purpose. And I don't stay on it long term. Many supplements shouldn't be taken long term. Really, they I see them as a helping hand to help you through a certain period of time, just to give you that additional support or to correct deficiency, things like that. But to rely on them long term, I'm just not about that anymore. And I also feel that when I was taking a lot of supplements long term, it actually contributed to my gastritis because when your body, like you're putting all those supplements in, your body still has to break down and process those supplements. And when they're not completely naturally derived, like in the synthetically made um, scenario, which multivitamins are, your body has to try decode that and figure out what it is and convert that into something usable. So it is like your body still has to process it and understand what you're putting in. And those massive doses that you get, that you wouldn't get be getting in nature, can also take its toll, everything in moderation, right? But I think we've sort of come to the belief that more is better and it's not always the case. And also I just want to highlight as well that for something like vitamin C, so vitamin C is a really common supplement that people take and for specific reasons in some cases, but I just want to point out that Vitamin C is very different from the vitamin C in orange, for example. So an orange is a lot more complex. It contains fiber. It's got vitamin A, a variety of B vitamins. It's also got calcium and potassium, plus a bunch of phytonutrients like citrus flavones. I'm, I hope I'm going to say all these right. Anthocyanides and a variety of polyphenols. So there's a few extra words that I wrote down that I'm not going to try to say. But an orange, which has vitamin C, it also has so many more complex things. So vitamin C powder, yes, it can serve a purpose. And yes, you can take it medicinally. But also coming back to the point that nature's food is so much more complex. And there's still more things being discovered in food, like what food actually contains all the time. Like there's so much yet to discover. So in saying all of that, just real food first and then once you have like a solid foundation of a nourishing whole foods diet then if you're still lacking or you still feel something's off get relevant testing or do some investigations with a naturopath or nutritionist something like that to figure out what you're deficient in um, and why because there's a reason why you're depleted or lacking it so if you're eating a really healthy whole foods diet and you're still deficient in things there could be an absorption issue because even though you're eating food you still gotta like your digestive system has still got to break that down and absorb the nutrition from that food so if your digestive system's bogged down or weak or sluggish in some way you may not be extracting the nutrients vitamins and minerals from the food you eat there could also be stomach acid issues. So that's all stuff that I cover and help you rebuild in my digestion reset program. But it's something to consider or think about because many people are still like they're eating well and they're like, why am I still deficient? Also certain medications in some cases, like women who are taking birth control pills that actually can deplete certain B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin C and zinc, and even some beneficial bacteria in your digestive tract. 
So in this case, some women may choose to work with the nutritionist or naturopath and help remedy some of those deficiencies or offset sort of that medication depletion or just really tailor a healthy, nutrient-dense, whole-free diet that contains specific minerals to help give them a boost and that extra support and also like fermented foods and things like that. So there are cases where it can be supportive, but you also want to just get to the bottom of like, why are you actually needing this? And is it necessary? The same can be said for like vitamin D, for example. So it's a really common deficiency in many people who are living like far away from the equator, for example. So like here in Melbourne, we're quite south down the bottom and this can affect our vitamin D absorption, especially during winter. So it's not just because we're inside during winter, it's also because we're so far away. So the latitude affects our vitamin D absorption or ability to absorb it even when the sun's out in winter. So it can be for that case, also people with darker um, complexion skin, they also require more vitamin D. So in Mark's case, he requires more vitamin D than I because my white skin actually absorbs it more readily. So that's also important to consider. And some people actually just avoid the sun. So in that case, supplementation may be required or they're using a lot of sunscreen and not letting their body see the sun at all. Um, I know here in Australia, we have a, a big sun phobia um, we're sort of not practicing sun smart. We're just like avoidant sunscreen. And yeah, it's just become that sort of culture here. But there can be something like smart sun exposure. So I personally don't take vitamin D. Uh, there have been periods where I have, especially when I was a hairdresser. I was always inside. I worked inside um, where now I have the opportunity to get outside more often. So if you're working five days a week inside and you're pretty much getting to work when the sun's coming up and you're leaving when it's, you know, going down that like I understand that scenario can sort of create that deficiency. Um, which was the case for me. So I wasn't getting much sunlight at all. And in that case, I did become deficient. But nowadays I practice smart sun exposure, but I also get food sources of vitamin D. There aren't a lot of food sources, but there are things like wild fish, liver, eggs, and shiitake mushrooms. They are foods that can contain small amounts of vitamin D, but the sun is number one. And just coming back to the, you know, why people take, you know, just in case supplements like a multivitamin, the only real one that I'd ever recommend as a just in case would be like a real, like whole food greens powder, for example. So that's 100% whole food base and it's not synthetic. So that's just like a nutrient boost. That's the only one that I'd recommend just in case. Otherwise, if you're taking like high doses of therapeutic multivitamins that are synthetically derived, I'd want a good reason. Now, knowing that they are synthetically derived now, I didn't get told that in naturopathy school. That wasn't highlighted then. I think it's something that's really overlooked in the health industry and where a lot of um, naturopaths and nutritionists are really like mega dosing vitamins. And I think we really need to like backtrack and focus on food first, get a good foundation and then look at supplements. But yeah, always I encourage food first. But of course, if you are avoiding certain foods like animal products or taking certain medications, have like a particular medical condition, then yes, obviously like 
strategic supplementation can be really supportive. I know when I was recovering from my digestive issues, there were certain supplements that were like a really important part of my healing journey because my digestive system was so weak, I wasn't able to absorb nutrients. So there can be a time and place, of course. So I also want to talk about magnesium as well in this little conversation because I get asked about magnesium a lot. It's probably the most common thing that I got asked when I was working in the health food aisle and supplement aisle, as well as just I get asked on Instagram as well in my DMs. So magnesium is one of those minerals that are being quite depleted in our soils because of the conventional agriculture farming practices that are happening. So deficiency is quite common in a lot of people these days but also deficiency can become even more prevalent in people who are like suffering with chronic stress anxiety doing a lot of exercise or also certain medications can either deplete you or reduce your absorption so i know a lot of people who choose to supplement with magnesium Personally, I like to use a magnesium spray that I just spray on the soles of my feet occasionally before bed because magnesium is actually better absorbed topically, which actually makes sense because it's actually a mineral that's really abundant in the seawater. So when you go for a swim, you'll be absorbing in the ocean, of course, you'll be absorbing a lot of magnesium through that topically. So I think we're more designed to absorb it topically. Whereas when people take it internally in a form of a tablet, tablet's probably the hardest way for your body to actually absorb magnesium. Also like a capsule is a bit better, but then powder would be your next best bet over a topical spray. I choose to just spray it on my, the soles of my feet because it can get a bit itchy. So I don't know if you have realized or ever experienced getting out of the ocean and you get a bit of that itchy, tingly skin from the minerals. That's what you can get from this spray because it's quite concentrated. So I like to just spray it on um, the bottoms of my feet. Epsom salts baths are another way you can absorb magnesium topically. But I also choose to include in my, my daily routine, I like to have my cacao elixir. So cacao is actually really abundant, like one of the best sources of magnesium, one of the best food sources. And that's because cacao only really likes to grow in really rich and fertile soils. So it is one of the better food sources. So I get it through that as well. And I really love to have a cacao, especially or I make it extra strong when I am menstruating because that helps, you know, soothe the tummy. I don't necessarily experience cramps, but it just really helps me feel good when I'm bleeding. So it's just like a really nourishing elixir and it has small amounts of iron as well. So it's really amazing when you're going through your bleeding phase. So other than that, I don't really take magnesium powder anymore. I might occasionally, if I'm going through a stressful period or if I'm having trouble sleeping maybe, which isn't often these days, I'm really quite settled in this house now. Or if my muscles start to cramp, which isn't often at all, or my eye starts twitching, <laughs> um, they're signs that, you know, the body is a little bit low in magnesium. So I might very rarely take a powder, but it's so few and far between now. I find between going down to the ocean, dipping my feet in there or going for an ocean swim, having my cacao elixir and using the occasional foot spray, I find that is enough for me. 
Okay, so now I want to chat about supplements for certain conditions because I know a lot of people will, will have symptoms and they take a supplement for it. So for digestive issues, for example, it's really common for people to go in and grab a fiber supplement or like Metamucil, for example, or a probiotic. Or people who are wanting to lose weight, they might come into the pharmacy and want a apple cider vinegar tablet or a green tea, Garcinia, those sorts of things. So... These supplements can be useful for some people, but it's only usually the people who are actually putting in the work to support their health in a holistic way. Like they're eating plenty of nourishing food, they're getting quality sleep, moving their body and managing stress, or at least starting to dial these sorts of things in. So usually it helps by just giving them that extra little helping hand. But as I said at the start, it's never gonna actually really do all the heavy lifting for you. I can't tell you how often people would come in and ask me, where's your Garcinia or where's your apple cider vinegar? Or can I, what can I take for weight loss? Or I'm constipated, what can I take? I heard fiber's good. And I would start to ask them certain lifestyle questions just to make sure that they had the basics dialed in. And often they didn't, um, and I'd offer, you know, some advice if they wanted. And a lot of the time they'd just be like, no, I just want to take something. I don't really want to change anything. I just, just want to take the tablet. And it would break my freaking heart. I would just be so frustrated. Like maybe 20% of the time people would actually be so willing and so open to all that extra, I guess, wisdom that I could give to them for free. Like I would just be such an open book. I would help people as much as I could. But yeah, most of the time people were just wanting that magic bullet. And it was so, oh, it drove me crazy. Cause I really wanted to help people, like truly help people. And I knew that this person, they'd take the tablet and they wouldn't get the results that they wanted. It was so common. People would go in around and around in cycles, not getting like, just trying new tablets, hoping that it would do what they wanted it to. And I'm not saying any of this to, I guess, shame or make you feel silly in any sort of way, because I know just how well some of these products, like they're marketed and their marketing is designed to make you think, oh my God, you have the solution for me. So I totally get it. I've fallen for that trap so many times. It is designed to keep you thinking that way, that a product or something outside of you is gonna fix you. And it was really only after studying naturopathy that I realized just how much I was missing. Like I thought I was eating healthy, but I was lacking variety and eating foods that I was actually intolerant to. I was overtraining, my sleep quality wasn't great. I was working in a toxic environment as a hairdresser and also I was in a toxic relationship, which wasn't helping. I was also doing nothing to manage my stress. I was restricting and binging on food. So I'd go through those cycles and I had no routine, an unhealthy relationship with food overall. And my gut health and my digestion was an absolute mess. And it was only once I changed up my daily habits and adopted a holistic lifestyle approach everything started to sort itself out. And I've noticed that a lot of people fail to realize that it's actually, or just don't know that it's actually usually not just one thing that's irritating you or taking a toll on your health. It's usually a combination of things, like a whole bunch of things just compounding and slowly wearing your body down and taking a toll. And this is why I believe that creating like a really thriving body and mind takes a whole lifestyle and body approach. 
And that's why I created my membership program because lifestyle change does take time. I know like unlearning certain habits and sort of breaking out of certain patterns, it all takes time because it's such a process of slowly and sustainably building new habits, becoming more self-aware and in tune with your body, as well as just subtracting the things that aren't serving you and adding in more things that will. So I dive deep into that inside my Holistic Living Hub membership and my Digestion Reset program, as that's a complete roadmap on how exactly to rebuild and transform your body. I will be reopening enrollment to the Hub and Reset bundle soon. So at the moment, enrollment's only open to the membership, but I will be opening to the Digestion Reset as well. And you actually get it like both for the same price. So I will be reopening that soon. So you can jump on the wait list. I will link it down below. Otherwise the link is in my Instagram bio if you wanna just check it out there. But now I just wanna quickly chat about food and diet and that sort of piece of health. As you probably already know to some degree that what you eat matters and it does make some sort of difference in how you feel, look and show up in the world. As the food you eat, literally becomes the materials your body is built from. And every little bit of food has the ability to actually influence your hormones, your brain chemistry, your gut flora, metabolism, gene expression, and your immune system in either a supportive or challenging way. And this is why the food you eat plays a role in your hormonal health, your energy levels, your ability to focus, what foods you crave, your immune system, your body mass, and if you struggle to lose or hold weight and your gut health. So starting with food is a bloody good place to start if you're wanting to really like transform your health in any sort of way, like food is a really good foundation. It's not the only thing, like there's lots of things that play into any scenario as always, but it is a good foundation. And I think it's important to keep in mind that your body has to really try decode and process and utilize all the food that you put inside your body. So everything you eat, your body actually has to decode and process and utilize. So if you're putting things in that, I guess, weren't made by nature, like they're artificially made, it can be quite confusing for your body to really try break that apart and know what enzymes to use to break it down. So it can cause a bit of issue if you are mostly fueling your body with processed foods. And that's why I like to stick to, you know, what us humans have been eating for like most of our lives, which is like vegetables, fruit, nuts, seeds, meat and fish, things like that. All the stuff that make nature makes like with minimal processing and without the artificial additives. And I want to say that because I know a lot of people have become so divorced from food since the industrial revolution. Like a lot of people aren't cooking their own food anymore. They're outsourcing a lot more processed or pre-made foods but also many people don't have the space or don't know how to grow their own food and harvest their own food. And because of this, I feel like a lot of people are really confused about like what they should be eating or they might know that they should be eating certain foods or what foods are going to be most nourishing for them. But there's so many food products that are being sold as food that are 100% man-made and they're filled with artificial junk. So a lot of people are overwhelmed with like, I guess the choice of do I make and prepare my own food or do I just buy this pre-made food? So I think there's a whole bunch of confusion and distraction out there. And of course, like there's going to be times and moments where 
yeah, you enjoy those indulgent moments with good company and you do choose some processed food on occasion, that's fine. It's not to do a like 100% approach. It's more just, are you fueling your body mostly with real whole foods? That's, that's what I like to come back to. So I like to choose real whole foods most of the time and then obviously make space for indulgent moments with good company. So I invite you to check in with yourself. Are you outsourcing a lot of your food currently? And could you potentially like change up one of your meals to be a bit more homemade in some way? Like make something from scratch. I personally choose to typically cook without things like gluten, dairy and soy and processed sugar as they can be quite irritating to the gut lining and throw off the balance of beneficial bacteria in the gut plus a whole bunch of other things. And I know it leaves a lot of people thinking, what the F do I even eat? Like what's even left? But I assure you there are plenty of foods you can eat. I guess it just uses like a lot more creativity and I guess variety. So many of us are just sticking to the same old food and not exploring outside our food comfort zone. And a lot of people have actually asked me like about the food that I eat and if I've got recipes, things like that. It has taken me a long time to write down my recipes because I cook really intuitively. I've been preparing my own food for so long now that I just eyeball everything. So it's very rare for me to write down recipes, but I have gotten into a good practice of doing it. So at the moment, I just share them all with my members and people within my programs. But now I am trying to put together an ebook for you all because I know a lot of you were asking about that. So that is in the works. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. It is coming, I promise. It just takes time. There's only so many recipes that I can recreate and eat in one week so um yeah mark and i have been really enjoying a lot of the foods that i've been cooking but there's just so much so um yeah i wish i could cook for more people but with iso times i can't really access many people but lockdowns have improved here i am allowed to drive 25 kilometers which means i can see my dad so I have made another little slice recipe, but this one's nut free. So he's going to be able to eat that for me and give me feedback, which is amazing. I like when other people get to try my food. But yes, that is basically it for this week. I just wanted to have a chat about the supplements, you know, cover a bit about magnesium, food. Really, I just want you to remember that food first, supplement smart if you're going to, like, there should be a reason. It's not just a just in case sort of thing. And if you are deficient or consistently lacking something, dig a little deeper, figure out what's going on. Is there an absorption issue? Is your digestive system just sluggish and dampened down and need a bit of support? So consider those things if that is happening with you. And if you are wanting to take a supplement to support your digestive system, for example, or weight loss or any other things like to manage any symptom, even like inflammation, for example, like turmeric, make sure you're doing other things to support that process. Don't just rely on the supplement to do it all for you, okay? Because it's impossible, it won't. It might make a little bit of a difference and it, that little bit of a difference might be enough for you. But in most cases, a holistic lifestyle approach needs to be taken if you want the best results or if you want the most out of it or to get into the best place you can be health-wise. So yeah, I just wanted to leave you with that. Things to consider and ponder. Sorry if you can hear some banging. That's Mark working on the van outside. 
Um, but yes, I'm going to get on to cooking some dinner now. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you thought. Love to chat to you. Jump into my DMs. Have a beautiful week and I'll chat to you next week. See you. Thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode. It's one of my missions to keep freedom of speech and holistic wisdom alive in a time of such wild censorship. So please, if you've gotten anything out of this episode or you would like to support me and my message, please leave a magic filled review on whatever app you're listening from and share this episode with someone you think would benefit. I'm so grateful for your support. Have a beautiful week, big love and bye for now.